Hello, guys. Welcome back to Get Your Shit Together. I'm your host, Belen, and today's episode is so good. I have on Bianca Osborne. I found her on TikTok, and she is a trained chef and a nutritionist and a expert in regulating blood sugar and reversing diabetes. I have been so into like my blood sugar and glucose and we literally just could not stop talking on this episode. There's so much information. She's so fantastic. She has a website where she does one-on-one coaching. Her TikTok is phenomenal. Everything is linked in the show notes. She has recipes. She has tips. We talk about, you know, what one can do if they want to lower their blood sugar to correct it, how the proper way we should be eating. I mean, the episode is just so fantastic. So I hope you love it. And Bianca is so fab. So without further ado, please meet Bianca. Hi, Bianca. Hi. <laughs> I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you so much for, for being on today. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for messaging me on Instagram. What a treat. I'm so happy to be here. I slid into your DMs, girl. So did. I I did. Because, well, I found you on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, that's where a lot of people find me. Yeah, no, I was so happy because I've been like obsessed with like learning about like blood sugar and insulin and like all the things and you like came up in my explore and I was like fuck finally who like explains things that are digestible because yeah and obviously we'll get into it but like people overcomplicate things and you do such a great job at explaining it and almost like dumbing it down so that somebody like me can digest it (laughs) and you also have insane recipes oh thank you So I'd love for you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit how you got started with all of this and like what made you become so passionate. And I know you're a chef. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just give us a little bit of like who Bianca is. Well, um, it goes as far back as my childhood because everyone growing up in my family and just like in my world growing up in the Caribbean or like being of Caribbean descent, like my grandparents, their friends, my uncles, aunts all had diabetes. Like everyone just had it type two. And I just thought it was normal until I got older and I realized that it's actually not. Um, It's actually quite serious. And so it was one of those things where I was like, oh, that's sad for my family members. Like, I hope they're okay. But like, I'm good. Right. Um, Like, I'm okay. Um, And then in 2016, I think it was 2019, late 2018, early 2019, um, I started like breaking out in these like tiny patches of like itchy spots, which ended up being eczema. And before long, it was like literally covering my like chest to my ankles, my arms, my front of my back, front of my legs, like everywhere, my whole body. And I would like wake up to itch, cry like the whole nine. It was like a terrible time. So horrible and so you know after realizing that there are a lot of things that can exacerbate and cause problems in like getting my blood tested i realized that you know my blood sugar was not regulated either and so i was like oh my god the thing that i thought was only like gonna happen to my family members is like now happening to me and as a result i'm having really terrible eczema i have lots of inflammation in my body like it was just bad so i was really fortunate and i am fortunate to be someone who's taken nutrition training and who's also trained as a chef. So I was able to take all of the theory and stuff that I would read sort of like all over the internet and like understand it so I could like make it really easy for myself to implement more than anything. Because I think if we understand things easily, we implement them easy, easily, I guess. Um, So I started you just like making more food and like being more mindful of like just how I was eating, not just what I was eating in purpose of like just trying to get healthier, like make my eczema go away, get my blood sugar back in control. But what I realized was that it made so many other things better. Like I've always had good skin, but now I have like really good skin. Um, Like when I- You do have glowing skin. Thank you. And I'm not even wearing makeup. So that's awesome. Um, <laughs> and uh, I like have re- I have like completely drama free, pain free periods. Like I just I don't have any symptoms like negative from my period. My hormones are balanced. Like there's just so many things that as a result of like working on my blood sugar, I was able to um, 
heal and reverse and like feel just better in my body. So I was like, if I could do it and I'm like not the type of person like I don't love exercise. Like I, you know, love eating out like I love cocktails. Like I'm like that kind of person. But I also realized that like we should be able to do both. And um uh, just feeling and like creating like what I did for myself was like create a framework around all of my like what you could say like bad habits so I could still rise to my health and like get healthy while also living my life because like we only get one and I just decided to start sharing with people the things that I was doing and it sort of just like morphed into like what it is now which is like a whole thing it's amazing. I mean, you have a whole community, which we'll get yeah. into, but it, it's so incredible. So I have obviously a lot of follow-up questions, but my first question is, did you go to like, you know, your regular doctor and were they like, sorry, like you're fucked? Or were you like, I need to put this, you know, do it in my own hands and maybe meet with a naturopathic or like, how was it for you? Because I know, you know, when you first start feeling like shit, doctors are like it's part of womanhood (laughs) um well I was definitely like totally ignored you know they were is it indignation like the whole nine like it wasn't great um simply because and you know look I get it our doctors for the most part are kind of useless when it comes to like nutrition because they're not trained in that and that's fair but I also think you know there needs to be an element of like just like putting you in the right direction. But for myself, for sure, I went to my doctor and then my doctor at the time and two dermatologists. And like all I was really told to do as far as my skin was concerned, because that was the thing that I was like looking to fix. And blood sugar was just one of the things that I like happened upon. But in my quest to heal my eczema, I went to my doctor several times. I went to dermatologists. I'm sure all like well-meaning great people, but just really wanted to put me on like the steroid cream, which is also terrible because when you stop using it, your like skin gets like 10 times worse. So, you know, it wasn't great. And that was like probably a solid, you know, eight months of just like faffing around and like just trying to figure out what's going on and like trusting that my doctors are going to like put me in the right spot, but like not really anything happening. So it wasn't a great experience, but then I found an amazing acupuncturist who started to like point me in the right direction. She's amazing. Um, A naturopath. I got my blood tested and had the results read by an actual like naturopath who look at different levels. And that was like the game changer. Also just like a bunch of podcasts, like, the what like really like made me realize like wow this goes so much deeper is I have I had a client I used to be a private chef and I had a client and her daughter has eczema and so she had heard a podcast and she sent me a text message and she's like you should listen to this podcast it's like really good it really helped me and that was what like expanded my mind a little bit so I mean I'm forever grateful to her but uh Yeah, I had to just do it on my own. Like, I realized that after about eight months, I was like, I'm getting nowhere and I'm depressed. (laughs) So I'd like to be not depressed and like happy and like back to myself. And so I was like, okay, well, it's time to just like fucking get it. (laughs) There's no other way to say it. I was just like, it's time to get it. I had to do it for myself. Very empowering, though, I will say. Super empowering. Absolutely. I mean, we have to be our own advocates for ourselves. I, you know, don't like... For me, it wasn't a diabetes potential scare, but I've always had like issues with my hormones and just like gut issues and saw a million doctors. And, and it wasn't until I saw a naturopath who tested me for certain things and my thyroid and totally. was like, like, you're not insane, you know, because yeah. you start thinking like, fuck, all these results are coming back and they're like, you look great. And you're like, but something's not adding up. Yeah, and you're you know? like, this doesn't make sense. And that's what I always tell people in all my trainings, free ones, paid ones, like in real life, is like, if you're not feeling validated in the experience of trying to heal, which needs to include that element of feeling validated and held in a safe space, then you need to find some other people. Like, it's not you that's the problem, it's them. If it's not working for you and they're calling you the problem, it's like, replace them. I know that's easier said than done in some cases because it can be hard to find doctors and it can be expensive. I know that can be very cost prohibitive but 
that really is what it comes down to is you have to find people that are going to run the right tests that are going to say, yeah, you know what? You probably aren't well, but we can help you helping, you know, support the fact that you can reverse things naturally. Like so many doctors will tell their patients like you have type two diabetes. That's it for you. You just on drugs forever and like that you cannot reverse type two diabetes, but people do it all the time. But if you don't believe you can do it in the first place, then you're not going to be able to do it at all. Totally. And I don't know how it is in Canada, but here they just love to give out pills and love to dismiss you and be like, like you just said, you're fucked. You have to be on a pill for the rest of your life and you can reverse it. Like, I mean, it's insane with how I don't want to say simple, but like just switching certain things in your lifestyle and like certain foods. It's just it's crazy. But I want to start off with if like if somebody's listening and they're like what is insulin resistance like what are you mm-hmm. talking about what causes this like please explain to us so what happens when you eat sugary foods or foods that have carbohydrates in them your body releases insulin which is a mechanism it's like a hormone a thing that happens in our body that helps our body understand what to do with the blood sugar that's in our system from the food that we eat. If you are constantly having lots of blood sugar in your body, so you're getting like a ton of like, you're having a lot of like sweet things on an empty stomach and you're having lots of blood sugar spikes and you're having all of these insulin responses, what happens is your cells get lazy or tired or just like non-compliant and they start to resist the insulin response. So you become insulin resistant. So then what happens is that your body starts to like snap out and it's like, okay, where do I put this insulin? It's just floating around your system. And that's when you start to feel sick. And that's when, you know, type two diabetes, prediabetes, insulin resistance is sort of like the start. But actually the start is reactive hypoglycemia. So reactive hypoglycemia is when you like spike and dip all the time like you'll eat something and you have like a spike and then you go like really low and so you feel shaky you'll have a headache hangry that's usually like a low blood sugar thing that's where it starts like if you're having that response a lot it will bring you into the resistant insulin space because again it's like tons of sugar your body releases all the insulin it's like too much and then it drops really low and then it's like it creates a vicious cycle So one of the ways, if you have insulin resistance, it's actually the perfect time to find out about it because then you don't, you're not getting into like pre-diabetes and like type 2 diabetes. That's when like, you know, people are sounding the alarm and it feels a lot scarier, certainly at that point. Um, But what you would do to resolve insulin resistance is the same thing that you would do to resolve type 2 diabetes. It's like the same thing. Um, But it's just when you catch it and what you're and how, you know how far gone some of the things that have transpired. But I say all the time that it's like three pillars of like really reversing anything. You have to think of like the symptom, which is blood sugar, your blood sugar being out of control. But a lot of times there's like gut and liver issues going on. That's like root cause stuff. And then once you, resolve that then you have to go deeper and like resolve the inflammation because all of these things that have been happening blood sugar responses gut things liver stuff all of it that leaves a stamp of inflammation on your body and you have to work to get it off so you have to do things to reverse the inflammation because thing about blood sugar is you'll have a spike a dip and your blood sugar will resolve like it's you know flexible for the most part but the thing about inflammation is when you get it you have it now you have it And you have to do something to resolve it or else it's just there. And inflammation is like a bad guy. You don't want it. A motherfucker. A motherfuck. (laughs) Totally. We hate that motherfuck. So you basically just described my 20s as far as like the ups and the downs and the crash and the hangry because... And it's so crazy because I only recently... I feel like I started correctly eating, which we'll get into. But I obviously intermittent fast... Mm. Drink coffee on an empty stomach. Yeah, totally. Skipped a million meals um, and did hit workouts. And I thought like that was right. I thought like I never did, thankfully, any of like the low fats or any of those mm. like fads. But yeah. I just thought like it like I'm supposed to skip breakfast. I'm supposed to go straight into my coffee, obviously go work out and then, you know, be rushing through life. And then my first meal of the day is at three and I have a gnarly sweet tooth like I still do. Yeah. Um, So I would be like, oh, chocolate. Of course, I'm eating chocolate, like not all day, but like at night. And yeah. And I because of going to I'm 
a hypochondriac basically <laughs> i would go to the doctor <laughs> a lot and always check like my levels and my my blood sugar level and it was always i guess fine mediocre yeah. at best but it's not until recently and especially because i feel like right now like there is such a trend with blood sugar and insulin and like regulating that mm. i'm like i've been doing it all fucking wrong dude and i've been eating no protein Oh my God, I just did a post about protein today. Um, the thing about protein is like if you have anything, PCOS, type 2 diabetes, insulin resistance, all of that, you need to be eating a lot of protein in a day for a number of reasons. One, protein helps balance your blood sugar. It's like one of those things that it just like does. It's also the building block of every cell in our body. If you don't have it, you're like not going to look or feel good, quite frankly. Um, and... If you're not getting enough protein, you're just not going to have your body is going to struggle to balance its blood sugar, which is just right off the top. You're also like you're off on the like the wrong foot. But like I would say that most people now are coming to this knowledge because it's like, you know, it's becoming a part of our vernacular. It's like in the zeitgeist these days, I'd say. But mm -hmm. At the same time, I think that it can be really confusing for a lot of people, too, because some people think, well, I don't have any blood sugar problems. Why do I have to pay attention to this? And the thing is, is if you're just thinking like, oh, well, my blood sugar is fine. It's like, well, no, look outside of that. Like, how are your periods? What's your skin like? Um, do you get sick all the time? Do you have digestive issues? Like, do you get sleepy after every single meal? Are you always waking up in the night to pee? Like, blood sugar issues don't necessarily show up as just, like, blood sugar issues. They show up as uh, potentially if you resolve the blood sugar, you resolve these, all these other things. But it's like, you kind of have to look deeper always. Right. Wait a minute. What's the peeing thing? Oh, so um, if you wake up in the middle of the night, like every single night? Kind of, yeah. I mean, if I ha I usually have tea around like 8 and then I go to sleep mm -hmm. around 10. I'll pee before I go to like bed. But I mean, last night I woke up at 4 and peed. Yeah, no, like you should probably. So, okay, here's the thing. If you wake <laughs> up in the middle of the night consistently to pee, it is likely a function of blood sugar, not bladder. And here's why. If you have low blood sugar in the night, which happens to people, your blood sugar is not being sustained, um, you go into a cortisol response, which is like a wake up hormone. You release it in the morning to wake up. So your body right. thinks like, oh, it's time to wake up. And so you get up and you start to come out of sleep and then all the cues of the morning come through, like having to pee. So then you get up to pee. So if you have a snack before bed, like something that has protein, fat, a little bit of fiber in it. So I like, you know, one of those Mary seed crackers or like super seedy, mm -hmm. and like maybe like a piece of cheese or like cottage cheese smear or something. I'll have like two of those. You don't need much. And that will just hold your blood sugar in the night. So then you um, fall asleep. Like I drink, people can't see this, wow. but this whole thing, like between like 8.30 and maybe 10. Yeah, totally. Between 8.30 <laughs> and 10. Um, and I go to bed around the same time, like 10.30, and I'm like out. And I don't really wake up to pee in the night anymore. Unless it's like wow. a crazy amount. I right, usually wake right. up in the morning okay. having to pee like right away. But your morning cues wake you up. Like your body is able to hold its pee for eight hours. Like it can do it. I'm mind blown right now well it, it ex makes sense what you're saying because my cortisol is like through the roof I, I, I've been working on like my hormones for the past like year year and a half and mm -hmm. my cortisol is alarming it's obviously something I'm working on I'm like taking yeah. you know my magnesium I'm taking all this stuff to like try and lower it yeah. but I'm gonna do that snack thing tonight and by the way I'm like in a cottage cheese era oh my god to too Babe, I feel like vindicated because I have been talking about cottage cheese forever <laughs> since like last year and putting it in recipes, talking about whipping cottage cheese. People can go on my TikTok and like scroll. Ooh. I've been talking about cottage cheese, but you have to whip it. It's like I agree. Way, I, I agree. It's the only, only way. It's, it's the, the only, only way. way. Um, Agreed. But like cottage cheese is fantastic. But also like what are you eating for? Like it, it, there's so many things that could be affecting your cortisol. Like you don't work out heavily, do you? No. Probably not. Not anymore. No, no, no. I basically strictly do Pilates and walking. And like I, as of late, have been incorporating like strength training, which I want to get, mm. I want to do more to like, you know, have better muscle. Yeah. But I have not done any hit. I used to do Orange Theory and wonder yeah. why, like I was like by no means bulky, but like why I wasn't like shredded because yeah. by the way, I was doing Orange Theory 
intermittent fasting and not eating protein. Like I have avoided protein and dairy, by the way, mm-hmm. forever. And oh, I did a I did a Viomi test. I don't know if you know what Viomi is. Yeah. It's like the mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did it probably now at least eight months ago and it came back and every like I'm Mediterranean and mm-hmm. literally everything was like cheddar, cow's milk, goat milk. Yeah, like, totally. Lamb, this and I'm like Fuck, I've been avoiding all of this. Yes. I think that like, I mean, just when you think about just processed foods versus like whole foods, like when we vilify foods, we need to be vilifying like artificial. If that's where we're going to go, like I'm not really one to vilify foods. Eat whatever you want. Just try and like do your best. But I also just think that like if we're going to vilify anything, it should be artificial flavors, colorings. Yes, they might be considered safe. But when you eat food, your food should do things for you it should help with gut health it should help with good digestion it should help you feel good it should feed your liver not tax it like yeah these things are safe and it's not going to cause you a problem but is it doing anything for you other than like satisfying your mouth like i just want my food to do more for me honestly and like i don't think it's about finances necessarily because in all of the programs i teach like how you can be flexible and stretch things and do all of that i think it's more about effort in a lot of cases um but if anyone's going to vilify anything we need to be coming for artificial everything that's where the energy needs to go absolutely i really appreciate you saying that because i think people love to throw in the oh well it's expensive oh it's this and it's like actually not you you should just be shopping for whole foods and that's where i was vegan for a really long time and Mm. Can I tell you something so crazy? I love so, crazy stories. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would say for the past like six weeks, I've been like really hyper aware of like my protein intake. Mm-hmm. And a couple things that I've noticed is I like my fingers are no longer swollen. Like this is oh. my aura ring. And I'm getting an aura ring. Now- Everyone has one. You need it. I'll, I have a, a $50 off. I'll send it to you. Oh my God. Please um, do. Yeah, so now they like the, it was always kind of snug on my middle finger. Now I can like wear it on my index, all on my right hand. That's I think our right hand's a I little bit bigger it. than our left. Um, I had when I tell you zero PMS symptoms last month. I didn't I even know that. I got. My, I didn't even know I got my my cycle. Like I literally I went to the bathroom. And I was like, what? Oh my god! And I don't have P- I don't have PCOS thankfully, and but I I've had like insane PMS, irregular mm-hmm. cycles, and um, just like um, not over the years I've had like bad cramps, but like yeah. I'm telling you, like it was so fucking nuts. And I just almost felt like I saw like my my muscles more defined. And I'm like, this yeah, is what man. it takes, cottage cheese. Your body was <laughs> like, like, oh my God, I'm living. But that's the thing because you know what is happening as a result of you eating all this protein is your blood sugar is more balanced. And so totally. everything is like, it, I'm telling you, it's like the secret. Truly, like, because also what happens every single time you have blood sugar, like a glucose event, so a spike, a dip, a spike and a dip, is that inflammation is the response. A cortisol response is first, and then as a result, there's inflammation. And like I said, inflammation is a stamp. It's always there unless you do something about it. And so, you know, it's so important to remember that it's like sometimes you're not, like, carrying weight you're just puffy because you're inflamed once you get rid of the yeah. inflammation you're like oh my god am i skinny not saying skinny <laughs> is the goal but you know what i mean um no, no, <laughs> but you know it's what about i mean feeling, like, it's about feeling good in, in your in your body totally totally and like protein really does do that but i feel like it's important for people to know you're not always just like sculling like chicken wings or like steak like you have to be a little bit again knowledgeable stealth whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it and find ways to get protein in that doesn't necessarily feel like you're eating protein because that's going to be a sustainable way to do it. Because I get that comment all the time. People are like, you eat so much protein. Like, that's unrealistic. It's like, maybe in your mind, but if you are like sneaking it in, then it's not. Also, like, I'm one of those people that it's like, if you tell me that you can jump over this bridge, I believe you. Like, do it. And I have the same attitude for myself. So it's like, someone's like, oh, that's too much protein. It's like, well, maybe for you, but like, not for me. I just feel like that's a weird thing people do. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, no, no. I agree. And I think sometimes it stems from, um, you know, they feel threatened because they're Mm -hmm. not doing it and they they feel intimidated or it's their ego. Shines a light on their like life. They feel totally. 
A hundred percent. What I've been doing also is I quit coffee in July. I only drink oh. matcha because of my because of my cortisol. Yeah, I hear that. And now, actually, what I've been doing is I'm starting my mornings with bone broth first. Oh first thing in the morning. Oh my god! Yes, that's the the hype is delicious. Yeah, that's it. Delicious. I have done that and for then, like three years. It's the best. It's it's so good. And like I add my turmeric and I add a little pepper and a little salt. And then like an hour later, sometimes two hours later, I, ha- I have my matcha. Yeah. So it's like my gut is so – I'm not – I don't have – because I had terrible like IBS and like bloating. Mm. And it's like I was causing all of it by pouring coffee down my, my yes. throat with nothing else in it. It's yes. just – and you'll probably just so notice, grateful. like, with your cortisol, like, cortisol isn't an overnight thing. Like, blood sugar, you can, like, like lower your A1C and have, like, a pretty regular blood sugar response after, like, a month of doing the work. But cortisol is something that takes time because even in your best moments, there's still going to be a little bit of stress that could happen. So it's, like, a two-step forward, half a step back sometimes. So I feel like you're doing all the right things. Like, your cortisol is going to, like, bounce back. But have a snack before bed. That'll change things, I'm go- too. I'm... 100% having a snack before bed tonight. And what I was going to say is that's why I'm so grateful for like platforms like TikTok, you know, mm-hmm. and coming across your your um, page because I didn't, we don't know these things. And it's so True. refreshing to see people creating this type of content and wanting to help people. And, and to your point earlier, like podcasts, like there's just so much information out there. And it, it, like, I'm just glad I live in, in a time that this is accessible to all of us. Oh my gosh. I like thank TikTok every day just because things I see things that I laugh at like there's so many things that doctors teachers bosses whoever like gatekeep for real and they and you there's like no way to even access information you like you didn't even know that information exists or like that thing but it's like TikTok has just opened up this world of information for everyone totally um yeah and like I'm so grateful to it I love TikTok. I know me too and I love coming across the doctors who are like telling you like insane information yeah it's just it's but they can't the thing is is like by law they can't tell you a lot of things like because of their own governance their governance is like don't you say shit so like they're getting bullied too so do you know what i mean so like i feel like um the doctors that like say the things and like you know put out the content i'm like i'm so grateful to them because they're really going against Sometimes the establishment to be on TikTok, truly. Totally. They're definitely going against the grain. But yeah, I'm super, super grateful for it. So I'd love for you to tell me, us, Mm -hmm. the prop, but basically the proper way to eat and changes one can make if they have insulin resistant or maybe if they don't even have insulin resistant, just like small tweaks that they can make. And if there is a certain order we should be eating our foods in. So yes, there is a certain order you should be eating your foods in. So you should always eat the vegetables first. You should always start your meals with vegetables. Always have the salad. Like if I go to a restaurant and like we're ordering drinks, I order salad at the same time for the table because it's like the salad will come with the drinks. We can eat that. Then we're good because the fiber in vegetables coats the digestive tract and like delays gastric emptying. So it means that your blood sugar goes up slower and like more steady. Um, then you want to have the protein and the fat because that's going to create satisfaction. And again, it's just going to buffer any carbs that are going to be coming into your system. And then you eat like the potatoes the rice the pasta the whatever but i also just want to say that you still do need carbs like people who are out here saying that you have to give up all carbs for the rest of your life like stop listening to those people because they're incorrect unless you have for sure like celiac disease and yes stay away from wheat but like we need carbohydrates for energy for brain function like if you want to walk around like a fucking idiot then don't eat carbs because it like you need them for your brain to work properly but it's just how you consume them so if you eat in that order vegetables protein fat and then you have the carbs you will notice very little negative impact from the carbohydrates that you eat now it has to be volume for volume obviously you can't have a huge piece of lasagna and like a tiny like piece of cucumber like it has to be realistic in that sense you know people try and game it but it's like your body knows um yeah 
But also, if you're going to have, like, say, like, a piece of bread, putting peanut butter on it will help mitigate the blood sugar response. Um, Putting butter on it, even, will help mitigate the Mm. blood sugar response because you want fat just sort of, like, buffers it. Now, if you are, like, I'm the type of person, like, I'm so, people think I'm extreme. It's just, like, I care. But I take, like, little apple cider vinegar, like, to-go thing whenever I go out. Like, I'm going out to dinner. You were just answering my next question. I was going to (laughs) ask you, what are your thoughts on apple cider? Oh, I love it. I live. Um, I make lots of drinks with it. Like, people are like, oh, apple cider vinegar is gross. People say, oh, bone broth is gross. None of this stuff is gross if you know how to make it taste good. So I use apple cider vinegar in drinks, like, that I make. That I'm just like casually drinking. But if you want to like lower your blood sugar response by up to like 30%, apple cider vinegar, one to 30 minutes before your meals, um, one tablespoon in eight ounces of water will help do that. And I mean, you can scull it and just like go for it, always with a straw, or you can make like a tasty little drink out of it and sip it slowly before your meal. It's kind of up to you. Um, but always with a straw, just because it's vinegar, you know? Right, right, right. I. I have been doing that also recently. I don't mind the taste of apple cider vinegar. No, I've me always either. used it. Yeah, no. I mean, it's potent, but like I have always used it for my dressings, like olive oil, apple oh, cider vinegar, yeah, lemon. Totally. Yeah. Done. But yeah, to your point, like carbs are not the enemy. No. It's like, it's just They're the not. order that you eat it. But it's so crazy to think like you go to a restaurant and the first thing they give you is fucking bread. They're I like, know. Here's a bread it's basket. true. It's true. True sabotage from the beginning. I know exactly saboteurs. Um, and like while I love the gesture, it's like give me a salad, please. Totally. But, give me I a mean, crudite ordering, with some. Yeah. Cucumber. Oh my god, a crudite, like a French style crudite, mm, would be delish. <laughs> but that's not how it's happening in North America, anyway. Uh, but that being said, like I think that also like. You have to do the things that are going to be easy in the beginning so that you give your body more energy back. Because the thing about having consistent blood sugar issues is you're exhausted. It exhausts you. After you Mm -hmm. eat, you're tired. You're not getting a good night's sleep. So you're tired when you wake up. Like, it's a whole thing. And so if you start doing the things that require very little energy in the beginning, it sort of brings energy back to your body so you have a little bit more space and you have it for the rest of the things you need to do, potentially getting to root causes and all of that. Because if you try and just like go like hard at everything in the beginning, that's like a sure way to fail generally. So I always say to people, do the apple cider vinegar, get a little, you know, something, get one of those like immunity shots, drink it, and then use that as your apple cider vinegar container. Always take it with you. I have like a little retractable straw. My mom got it for me, but I'm pretty sure she got it on Amazon. And just so you're ready with that, And then the other thing you can do is um, glucose is used very effectively through our muscles. It's Mm -hmm. also used really effectively through our liver, but that's like deeper work you have to do. But for our muscles, it's like if you go for a walk for 10 minutes after you eat, that helps with blood sugar. You like if you lift weights, if you do any type of movement that uses your muscles, if you use your legs even better because they're the biggest muscles in your body, um, you burn up some of that glucose. So again, it's helping your body become more insulin sensitive over time. And what what about, and I've been seeing this a little bit more lately. I don't know if you have, but like people are now wearing glucose monitors. Mm-hmm. What are your, like, just as like, almost like a, like a trial to, to test to see what their levels are. Um, I'm actually about to wear one in like, I'm working oh. with a company to do it, but I wear one like one once every six months. Um, mostly cause I just want to okay. see what's going on with my blood sugar, what my lifestyle is saying. Things change. Stress is different from different times. Um, they run for like, like each monitor is good for two weeks. So I say to people, if you're going to try it, you know, and you just want to do it one time and see what's up and like you know, get the most out of it. I would say get it. it oh, they're all good for two weeks. The first week, just live your life normally, completely normally, mm-hmm. um, just to see what your lifestyle looks like as far as your blood sugar is concerned. And then with that data in the second week, start to implement changes and hacks and such um, and see if they work based on, you know, the data from the week before because in that way you're getting like real-time information on what's like true to you there are some universal truths to glucose balance blood sugar balance all of that but there are some things that are like just unique to every individual and you only really figure that out with like continuous glucose monitoring for sure i kind of want to do it there is this guy on TikTok. i'm sure i'm going to there's this guy on tiktok i don't know if you've seen him he like he's always like he'll have like 
a slice of pizza with apple cider vinegar and then with yeah, apple totally. cider vinegar. Yeah, he tests. And yeah, it's so insane. Like, it's just it's so... It's insane. And well, and like, I, you people know what I, always say, like, apple cider vinegar doesn't work. And it's like, no, it does. It does. Yeah, it does. no, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. You said it was 30%? Yeah, it can be more, but I feel like clinically we can only really say 30% because that's kind of like where the stats are. But some people anecdotally have experienced more. It's incredible. I, you know what I wish I would, or maybe they do and I just don't see it, but I, you know how they sell like immunity shots? I wish Mm -hmm. that you could take to go apple cider. Like I travel a lot and I'm like, I like wish I had, you know, with like all of my other supplements I could throw in there. Do yeah. vitamins work as well? Like, oh, okay. So if you fill up those little gel caps, like you have to fill them though. Because the yeah. thing is, is like you just want to make sure that it's actual 100% vinegar. The gummies are hit and miss, truly. Um, and also mm-hmm. it's like candy. So if they're like sweetened with sugar or something, it's like, okay, well, that's purpose defeating. So if you do want to right. try the gel caps, you have to fill them yourself. You can get those, like all of this stuff is available everywhere these days, like a medical supply store, Amazon, whatever. Um, and then you can fill them up. It has to be the equivalent to one tablespoon, obviously. Right, so, right. Should be cool. Amazing. I've just never, I like the taste of apple cider. Like, I don't mind it. I say I like it is like a stretch. I mean, I don't hate it. And I can like <laughs> right. jazz it up in all various ways because of my skill set. But so I've never tried making capsules. But for people who are like, I absolutely cannot. Sure. Give it a whirl. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't mind it. Um, nah, me either. I'd love to know. I'd love to know your thoughts on uh, cycle syncing. And is that something I you do? I love it. It is something yeah. that I do. I mean, I focus on blood sugar more, but cycle syncing is something that I definitely am mindful of. Um, I just, like, in terms of, like, that's why I stopped intermittent fasting. Um, I, like, you know, try and, like, really lean in to, like, softness just in general. But um, during my period, like, I'm very low-key. Like, leading up to my period, I'm very low-key. Like, I try and lean in that way and also, like, follow some of the diet. Uh mm-hmm. But I used to, like, I was heavily into a cycle syncing. But now I just, like, there's only so many ways I can, like, you could eat before you're like, oh, I'm whelmed. Um, so right. I mostly focus on blood sugar and, like, some elements of cycle syncing. But I'm not doing all, like, all the things, certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I recently just, like, kind of learned about it, which is also crazy because no one teaches us that. No. But it's But the it lady who came up with it has a book. Did you read the book? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's it's amazing. And it's so informative because you, you know, like anything, you're like, why am I feeling this way a certain yeah. time of month? And then it so much is explained. It's yeah. Just, you like read it. You you're know. like, wow. Yeah. That taught. should be the books that we're reading in school. Yeah. That's what we should be taught. <laughs> totally. Men and, and thing, women, like, by the way. Met men and women. I mean, if if yeah. I have a son ever, Lord help him, because he's going to be so well-versed in, like, women's stuff. He's going to be such a catch. Um, if Well, in, in all regards. It'll be a catch regardless. But nonetheless, I just feel like <laughs> when I figured out all this stuff and, like, learned it for myself, like, from blood sugar to cycle sinking to gut health to, like, all of that – I was like irate, like jet. I had like genuine anger in my body for about like a good four months, where I just felt so yeah. upset that nobody had told me any of these things, and I was so sick at the time. And I was like, I wouldn't be here if someone had told me this. But alas, totally. you know, I'm here yeah. now to help. You know, shepherd the people. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what is what is a balanced blood sugar day of eating look like? Well, I would say a balanced blood sugar day has at least low end 80 grams of protein, high end like 150. But that's if you're really trying to like you're like trying to hit a like physical goal, I would say like 150. But within that range, Um, I would say you have to eat within an hour of waking up. So bone broth for the people who can't really eat yet. Bone broth is a good tie over for like 90 minutes, a couple of hours. Um, some people I recommend if you have like vegetables that are like roasted or cooked from the night before, just using a hand blender and hot bone broth, you can mix it up. So then it still feels like it's a sip, but you're getting mm-hmm. all kinds of things. Um, I start mm-hmm. my day with bone broth. Then I have a protein coffee, which is just like 30 grams of protein. I just like, I bitch it up is what I say, just cause it's like, what's it? Wait, stuff. what's in that? And what's in it? So, can I do that with a matcha? 
Oh, yeah, you can pitch up a matcha for sure. So you have to, um, so it's collagen, but the collagen matters. Like, the type of collagen really matters. Like, there's bad collagen out there, I hate to say it. Like, ones that don't blend into things, right? So Organica, which they're not even paying me, but I just love them so much. Organica has an amazing collagen, the original version, so it's unflavored. So you put in, um, so how many scoops? It's like five scoops of that uh, collagen and it's about that comes to like 25 grams of protein and then um, I use whole milk as the milk that I blend it into and then I pour that into my coffee so that's like um, like 30 grams and then I also have like a greens powder that has collagen in it which also has nine grams so Amazing. that's how I like start the day. I'm like someone who I could drink every single calorie and like live very happily. Like I love beverages. So I like to start my day like that. Um, then I usually have like eggs, bacon. Um, the bacon I have is gluten free and has like it's as good of bacon as you can get just because like if you eat too much bacon, it can like affect your blood pressure and like the whole nine. So um, if you're going to eat bacon every day, it has to be like a good kind. Um, and then I don't really eat egg whites I only eat egg yolks because egg whites make me feel nauseous so I'll have like egg yolks and then on a piece of sourdough all of that probably cucumber Mm. on the side um again the because I'm eating the cucumber first and I'm having the bread with eggs and bacon and all of that the um carbs in the bread are not going to harm my blood sugar certainly um and then I usually have lunch it's like leftovers I'm a leftover queen so that it's just like usually vegetables and like protein. Um, I don't usually have um, carbs at lunch. That's not really my vibe. Um, and then I for dinner, I usually have a late dinner because or like I usually have like bone broth in between lunch and dinner just because I wake up so early and mm-hmm. I would eat dinner at like 430 if I didn't have something to tie me over. And then for dinner, again, just like vegetables, protein, carb, usually like a bigger carb, something like roast potato. I kind of like go off a little bit more as far as like what I'm making for dinner, just because I know it's also leftovers for the next day. Um, But I eat a lot of steak, a lot of chicken, um, eggs. That's pretty much like the meats I eat, but a variety of vegetables. I'm not really big into fruit. Um, I if I'm like snacking, it'll be like something like a cottage cheesecake is what I call it. It has like berries, cottage cheese, something like that. Um, And then before bed, I usually have like a couple bites of like chia seed pudding or something. Yeah, I my I'm kind of similar to you where lunch is more like salads, veggies, protein. Yeah, totally. Dinner is always my personally my heaviest meal my biggest meal where I have like you know uh a little bit of everything and my yeah, carb because if I don't I'm fucking starving and I hate going to bed true. hungry and also like what's to remember especially if you are in a body that menstruates is that you are going to have different energetic demands as the month goes on you could be the salad girl all you want in your follicular phase once you get to your late luteal phase you're hungry you want food. You I'm in want that right carbs. now. Yeah, same. And it's like, even last night, I'm like, I'm fucking hungry still. But it's like the diet brain that has been conditioned into all of us is telling us, don't eat, fight it, don't eat, you don't need, blah, blah, blah. You know, nothing tastes as good as thin feels. It's like everything tastes better than thin. Um, <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything. But it's like you need to actually just like feed yourself more. I always say if you're like always hungry in between meals and you feel like you're doing everything right it could be that you're just shorting the meals and you're not eating enough that's sometimes what it boils down to is you're you're just not giving your body enough to have consistent blood sugar right right i mean and that that makes total sense by the way um i i'm curious okay so this is a personal problem so i'm gonna ask you but so (laughs) i'm good all day right with like not having like my sugar like craving but the second i'm done with dinner bianca Mm -hmm. if i don't have a piece of chocolate like somebody's getting injured like (laughs) what what are what are some tips that like i'm sure there's people out there that listening that have a similar problem that i do like what am i doing wrong basically that if i'm eating you know correctly i'm doing the apple cider i'm eating you know in the order i should be but then i just is it just like habit that I'm um, like, think, oh, well, this is next. 
I think that too, like we also have to realize that like sometimes we want things for like a spiritual reason or like our spirit wants it or like our taste, but you just want the taste, you want the flavor. Have it. I'm like a lover yeah. of cinnamon buns. I love having like mm. a mall cinnamon bun. It's my favorite. Um, I usually like go alone and like eat it in the food court and then just like walk around the mall because I know that I'm using <laughs> the glucose in my muscles. Like, so that's what I always say to people is you're not doing anything wrong. You're a human being and you like chocolate but instead of like having chocolate on its own as a snack just have it as your dessert bake it into your life again create a framework around the things that you love to do and eat so you can still enjoy them while still feeling good in your body that's really what it's about deprivation is so whack like we don't do that totally no 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 and by the way i'm eating like huge chocolate and like raw cacao and like i'm not like you know, you could be eating downing a Snickers a for all I care, and <laughs> it would out still. Of my mouth. I know it would be like I think it's like all the same. Like I, I think it's just again, if you love Snickers, have the Snickers, but make sure that you eat a really balanced meal before. Maybe you know, drink a cup of apple cider vinegar and water before you have the Snickers, and you should be okay. Yeah, no, I appreciate you saying that because I think I mean, obviously, we're always so hard on ourselves, but mm-hmm. for me, like. To what you just said, like, it is spiritual for me. It's something I look forward to every day. Oh, like, babe, I'm not, yes. I mean, I don't drink coffee anymore, okay? And yes. I really don't, I don't drink that much alcohol. Like, I'm not a big, like, I'll have wine here and there, but I'm like, this mm-hmm. is, this is my thing. This is my vice. Yeah. It's <laughs> my little chocolate with my tea at night because it brings me fucking joy. Yeah, man. And you know? honestly, like, I think that is the missing element when people are trying to heal things is that we try and force it. We try and like fit ourselves into these boxes and like do it. And like, we're like, grr about it. But actually healing comes from a place of reception. You have to actually lean back and lean into softer things. Like if you like chocolate and it makes you feel good, like spiritually, I think it's actually worse to deprive yourself of that chocolate and be sitting there thinking about the chocolate in a bad mood because you can't have the chocolate, hating your life because you can't have the chocolate. It's like have the chocolate and let's live yeah like I think that's a way better approach to life indulgences it's like people who drink like alcohol it's like you can do it but just understand that it causes inflammation so if you're gonna drink be mindful of how you can be anti-inflammatory around that habit and then again you don't have to deprive yourself and hate your life but you also can still feel good like you don't have to they don't have to live um separately you can have both I think I no, I totally agree, and I love that you. I love that you just said that because I also think that is excess weight that we can keep on ourselves, literally, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. living like that. And you know, when our nervous systems are not regulated, like there's additional inflammation in the body. Totally. Like you said, like there is so much inflammation and and water and and it's funny because you know, there's been times in my life where I've been the same weight, but I've had so much inflammation that I Mm -hmm. may not appear bigger, but in my body, I feel so inflamed. And I'd love for you, if if there's any tips that you could share of like ways that, you know, people can lower their, their inflammation with simple changes in their life. So they don't feel so overwhelmed and they don't think they have to go change everything in their life right now. Well, I will say, I know I just said drink the alcohol, but if you are dealing with excessive inflammation, that's probably the one thing that will, like giving that up or at least reducing it greatly will transform the inflammation in your body, truly. Um, Alcohol is the most inflammatory thing that we do, which is so sad because it's also a hoot. It is. I I love booze, but I also know that I'm like a person that has had inflammatory things in her body, so I don't drink a lot. I save it for like special occasions and I just like deal Mm -hmm. at those moments. Um, So I think that would be the first place to start, but also look at your life. It's like, again, it can be about the food that you eat, but also there are stresses in your life that and it's not about getting rid of stress but it's also about managing it and sometimes you know management of stress is therapy sometimes it's setting boundary with the people in your life that cause you the most grief um sometimes it's setting boundaries with yourself like i can't do this look or i need to reframe this or i need to do this like i i honestly think that um there's so much about healing again that is like really esoteric and it's about your spirit and it's about like what's going on with how you feel like 
in your body. And I think that a lot of us, when we're not feeling well, we feel like we're strangers in our own body. And I think that part of the healing process outside of like the food and all of that is coming home to yourself and realizing like, what do I need? What is like, what is my life? Like when I work with private clients, we always do a food and lifestyle audit first because it's like, I'm not going to prescribe you things. That's not going to work for your life because that's going to stress you out. It's going to make you feel Mm -hmm. like you're not good enough. Like there's a whole thing. And I think that when we enter in to any healing process without first trying to like get back in touch with ourselves to figure out what we actually need. Um, that's often when I think we do things that aren't effective for us. So, I mean, that was like a really long answer to a short question. Um, and I don't even think I answered it, but I will. Um, I think the other thing about no, inflammation no. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, is that you have to um, like recognize that inflammation is the, is like usually the byproduct of something. So what are those inflammatory things that you're doing and how can you stymie them in that case? Because again, if you're thinking about, oh, I got to get rid of my inflammation, I got to get rid of my inflammation, and you're trying to do these things for your inflammation, but you haven't yet dealt with your blood sugar, which causes an inflammatory response every time it dysregulates, then it's like you could be doing everything for your inflammation, but if you're having a blood sugar response every time you eat, you're going to get nowhere. And so I think that's also something very important about inflammation is it's not the root cause. I mean, it's not the thing you need to fix. It's like the fix, like healing inflammation is often a byproduct of working on other things, if that makes sense. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. Everything you said makes sense and it all ties in together because it is a byproduct of what we're consuming, what we're doing, not setting boundaries. Like it all affects our nervous system and it's, you know, I don't think most people shine a light on that part because you can do all the editing out of your diet, but if you're not editing out your actual life, then you're going to be consistently struggling with this. Well, and it's like I watch a lot of like TLC, like my 600 pound life, and I like scream at the television because oh. I'm like, you can't just give I think someone we're, bariatric I think we're soul surgery. Sisters, Bianca. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, because no one else in my house likes that show. Um, but it's like you can't give people these transformative, like just transform the symptom. Like, you know, it's like we'll give you bariatric surgery, but it's like, what else? Like, why are people in that situation in the first place? It's like because there is an emotional element that has manifested in a certain way. And so, like, for me, I honestly think a lot of my eczema and gut health issues were so many conversations that I needed to have with people in my life. So many conversations and truths I needed to tell myself. And like, I was doing everything right, but there was just like still some like things going on. And it wasn't until I started going to therapy actively and being really honest with myself about who I was that you know I didn't go to the other side and so you know when I work with clients I'm like I'm helping with you with the food with the lifestyle but if I think at any point you need to take it up I'm gonna tell you that because you know that's how total holistic health works it's mind body and spirit a hundred million gazillion percent I started therapy for like the first time in my life a year and a half, two years ago almost. And nice. I was like, it's, this is where it started. This is the, this is the root cause. Like I need to start here before totally. I can start adjusting everything else. Um, I actually don't, didn't even have this question on my notes, but since we were talking about like diabetes and all these things, I would love to know your thoughts on this whole Ozempic, like oh my epidemic <laughs> that's happening. It's insane. Uh, it's, pretty insane it's just crazy how it is now like we have nicknames for it we make jokes about it it's in like the is very common vernacular like my grandma brought it up the other day and i was like oh god it's it's really trickled down um the thing that okay so i don't really hate on ozempic i hate on it in the sense that like i think people are misusing it i think if you have 10 pounds to clear i don't know if you should be injecting yourself with the semaglutide i think that there's other ways that you could probably go for it um again that's my person like just in my own personal lens but i think for people who have struggled with obesity for their whole lives it really can be a game changer because i think once you turn off that like 
got to eat, thinking about food, stress of food, then I think that gives energy back for, again, going deeper. So I think for some people, it can be a really powerful tool. And also, I think the positive reinforcement of seeing results, you're seeing the effort that you've put in finally work. Um, If you're hopefully eating healthier while you're also on Ozempic, you know, you're doing it in that way. Like, I think that that can be actually something that's really affirming for someone who struggled with their weight and obesity their whole life. That being said, I think that if you are taking it you need to understand what it's doing for you so that you can do it for yourself after like if you have like semaglutide works on like the word glutide like sugar is essentially in in the title and so it helps balance your blood sugar and therefore turns off cravings responses it can help well it can help turn off binge eating and all of that and so if you are dealing with those things and you're on ozempic and they go away they are not gone They are simply quieted. And so the job for you, if you don't want to be on Ozempic for the rest of your life, is to understand how to balance your blood sugar, understand the reasons why you eat, the reasons why you crave things. If they're not physical, understand how to unpack them, understand why you binge. Like, you need to go there while you're on the Ozempic so you have the space for it. So when you come off Ozempic, you don't rebound. Because I can't think of anything worse than finally thinking that you have conquered your biggest you know enemy which is maybe your weight and then you spiral back I can't even think of that the the depression that I would have if that's something like that happened for me so I think in the conversation about Ozempic we need to be talking about like post Ozempic plans some people will do fine after Ozempic but there's a lot of people that might not because they didn't come to understand anything or learn anything while they were on that journey so like I don't hate it. I hate that some people are misusing it. But I also think that the conversation has been largely just about, oh, my God, Ozempic, I'm losing weight. I'm dropping this. I'm dropping that. But it's like, what are you going to do after? How are we doing this after? Yeah, I I it's the abuse of it. Mm -hmm. And I because I've been seeing a bunch of like videos circulating on Instagram and TikTok and it's also like the repercussions of it of somebody who doesn't necessarily like if I basically if I started taking it or anyone who just like you said it's 10 pounds it's 12 pounds mm-hmm. like hair their hair is falling out their totally. faces are getting droopy I mean it's in like what when do we get lazy like can we just like work out and well and also eat, I think that, <laughs> eat like it's it's also too I just feel like there are people who really need this and it's really going to change their life. And then there's these people that are fucking around and they're turning the conversation yeah. toward them so that the people who are on it and it's helping them and it's a really good thing for them, they feel shame or they feel like they're a part of when people are like, oh my God, Ozempic. They feel a part of that and they're not. And so that's what I yeah. get upset about because it's like, this is a good thing for the right person. But if you're just fucking around and you want to snatch up because you're going to Miami, like you're also diverting medication that is for people away from well, there's them. a shortage. Yeah. And also there's other ones that are for weight loss, but they would never approve. And like a lot of this stuff is like under the table. Like I know people getting it under the table. Like it's pretty easy to get under the table, quite frankly. Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. also like just it's kind of selfish, <laughs> honestly. Like, you don't need it. Total- like and I'm not one to say like, oh, you know, just go to the gym or whatever. But 10 pounds, like you can shift that if you just do put a little thought behind it. But again, someone who has been 200 pounds overweight for their whole life has been afraid to go under the knife. And then something like Ozempic comes along can be completely life changing. And so I think those are two categories of it. It's like two sides. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, Please tell me about the glucose glow up community and how you know somebody could work with you so the glucose glow up community is where it's my monthly membership it's very affordable actually for all the things you get but all my i need a membership get in babes it's the best so every month i release recipes um workshops or q a's and then they just like show up and i send you guys everyone in the membership an email saying hey this is a new thing so all my recipes that you see on tiktok are in the glucose club community um all my workshops so there's a quit sugar master class there's the cycle syncing diet guide pdf there's um the gut glow up the glucose glow up the blood sugar workshop 
and then like I think like 60 recipes I think at this stage but I'm always adding more um and that is like the best way to just get everything you need to like start reversing your PCOS your type 2 diabetes all of that like this minute everything you need would be in there including recipes and like the workshops if you want to go deeper I do one-on-one sessions with people I also have something called an ask me anything so it's like someone sends me a question and then I respond like an give them an audio response so it's kind of like you know they hear my voice and it's like that and so it's just asking one question and I'm also starting um, a mastermind for PCOS girlies in particular called just the PCOS mastermind just because I work with so many people in that space That's That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, I could talk to you for hours and ask you 50 questions. You're so wonderful, Bianca. I seriously just, this has been so lovely. This has been lovely. Um, It really has been lovely. And uh, where can everyone find you? Um, They can find me on Instagram at Bianca.Osborne. I'm on TikTok at Glucose Tips for the Girls. And girls has a U in it, not an I. And, um... I'm on YouTube as well, but all my links, like if you click the link on Instagram in my profile or the one on TikTok, it'll show you all the things. Um, and yeah, that's like, those are the places I'm hanging out mostly. You can join my newsletter. I have a free one. I have lots of options from zero dollars to thousands of dollars to work with me, honestly. I love it. Everyone needs to follow you. I'm going to link everything in the show notes. Thanks. And I can't thank you enough. I'm excited to to get on this journey of regulating my blood sugar. I'm so happy (laughs) to be your guide. Seriously. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having. Bye. Bye.